Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Was that tagline right? Yep. Okay. I think. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while since we've actually done it and it just kind of came out before I could think about it and I was just hoping it was right. No one said anything, so I assumed it was. I, was, uh, I wasn't paying strict attention because I was thinking about how I should have peed before we started, mm-hmm. but um, maybe that's the energy that I need for this. Holding your pee energy? <laughs> that energy? <laughs> Don't you is think that, that's... Is that good? <laughs> I mean, maybe not, not. No, it's not great for your body, but like for your energy. Where you're just kind of like clenching, like okay, yeah, <laughs> I don't have to be yeah. that bad. <laughs> I was just, I was, I was pondering that. Yeah, we're gonna see. Maybe the we'll show see. will be better. Yeah, <laughs> Sydney's conducting an, a scientific experiment. She has a, she has a hypothesis. We're gonna see what, uh, what happens. Is the show better if I when don't pee first? Pee. Yeah, when I have to pee, I don't know. That that's a slippery slope if you if you do d- feel like it's better uh better material because then it becomes something that you feel like you have to do every episode you know those mm. ritual things that people get mm-hmm. into for performances yeah having to yeah. pee is sydney's <laughs> that would be bad <laughs> no i uh i just i see it was a great i had a great morning because uh justin had the girls long enough for me to like have a shower and drink two cups of coffee which is oh, rare wow yeah now you gotta pay for that yeah, I'm I'm paying for it. Yeah, I don't know, Sid. I think you 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 of all people, you got the little the little you know your 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 kidneys don't don't do as much for you as as they as they should. You got the lazy kidney. That's true. I got a lazy kidney. <laughs> That's absolutely accurate. You know, I, oh, lazy kids. There, there. I could like. I haven't had labs done in so long. I could probably figure out if it really is a lazy. I had an infection uh, in my kidney. I had pyelonephritis, a kidney infection when I was very young. And mom told me for years that one of my kidneys doesn't work. I don't know if that's true. I don't mom told me for years that one of your kidneys didn't work. <laughs> I don't Wait, Did one of your kidneys not not work cuz I just thought that was is that, that Well, I don't so I thought that was thing. canon. Is that I not did canon? Too. The the basic like <laughs> The basic like CCPs I've had done, which is just a basic blood test with which would like look at kidney function, among other things, like I as far as I know, they've always been normal. And so I don't (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I've never had like any formal like how well is your kidney functioning? I've never had any like scans or ultrasounds or anything to like look at my kidneys to like see if there's any damage to the parenchyma. I don't know. I swear, growing I, up, that was what mom always told me to get me to not hold my pee was that you had one of your kidneys that didn't work anymore because of that. So <laughs> she I still says, hold my pee. She still you, says that. You you held your pee and it backed up into your kidney and that kidney drowned. It drowned <laughs> yes. in the pee and then it now it doesn't <laughs> doesn't work. And you know that what? Not what happened. T- Taylor and I sounds? never went to medical school, so we don't know if that's right or not. <laughs> okay, sure, that could happen. That is not Get what your that, own kidneys. I did I did have ureteral reflux, which did cause urine to back up through the ureter into the kidney, and it did lead to an infection. And I I did have a very severe pyelonephritis kidney infection and i was hospitalized when i was younger uh and i i got better (laughs) obviously (laughs) i survived right uh but i don't know if it was severe enough to actually like damage my kidney if it did it didn't damage enough of it to like my i i everything works fine you know what i mean yeah so like 
Because you don't need two 100% functional kidneys. Yeah, I thought for a long time you had one taken out also. I thought you only had one. No, no, it's still in <laughs> They're both there. The question is, is one working at full capacity or not? And I don't actually know if it is, but, but there's enough that I everything works fine, so it's not really worth it to like dig further into yeah. this quandary. <laughs> I, I feel like it, it, considering your profession said that's something that you could like get checked pretty easily like that. Yeah. I'm, I, I feel yeah. like you of all people should know things about your medical health. And you've had two children. Don't they do like full body like what's going on all up in here all the time whenever you're having babies? Do you no. want to start no. talking about the care for pregnant people in this country? Yeah, no, I guess that's probably true. <laughs> See, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not a, a doctor. I got my vitals taken for the first time in probably a decade when I got my antibody test the other day, and the doctor was taking down all the numbers, and I'm like, "Is that? Is that good? What about that one? Is, is that good? It's just been a long time since I've seen these things. Can you tell well, that, me what these mean?" Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the the labs that I have had done for other reasons have been fine. Mm-hmm. But I I would not say that I've had every test done necessary to tell you if like, to is sure there some scar, some scar damaged area of a kidney that isn't functional? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have not had all of the testing necessary to tell me that answer definitively. But I have had enough testing to say that like everything. I mean, I work fine. Like I have no reason mm-hmm. to think I can take the normal like the standard dosing of medications, mm-hmm. I don't have to watch any aspect of my diet, like that kind of stuff for my kidneys. <laughs> Welcome to this crossover episode of Sawbones and Still Buffering, where I we talk about uh, <laughs> medical diagnoses that shaped Sydney's childhood. <laughs> Taylor has an excellent resting heart rate. Let's talk about that. Oh, wow. yeah, apparently. I, I do. Like Jimmy uh, I, I mean... You and Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, that's right. it, it could. I guess it's. It could be bad things, except for that I run all the time, so it's probably a good thing. Yes, that's what I. That's what I learned. Yes, because the doctor it was like, "Well, at that low, it could. You know, that could be bradycardia." But do you run? And I was like, "You could have said the the like the not scary thing first. Yeah, <laughs> or like you're you an athlete. I'm like, yes, I run every day. So it's like, oh, that's probably why. If it makes you feel better, bradycardia just means slow heart rate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. so yeah. So then both. So it is okay. See, I it just, is both. Like, looked up that word and it was lots of scary things attached to it. I was like, oh well, I don't want that. But yeah, it just describes slow heart rate. It doesn't necessarily give you an etiology. Like, why is it slow? It just says it's slow. I have a hard. I guess I. I man, that that must really speak to my running game because the idea that I'm chill, like anywhere in the chill spectrum, as Jimmy Buffett, is impossible. Like, <laughs> my heart is. It must be an amazing condition to overcome how. How anxious I am all the time. Yeah, see, go. that's my problem. Mine's always super high and I don't run every day. So doctors are always like, are you, are you okay? What's good? <laughs> I'm like, I, I have anxiety. It's fine. I'm fine. It's just thinking about things all the yeah. time. Also, the thought of you taking my, my heart rate makes me anxious that it's going to be bad. So then I just get anxious about you taking my heart rate. It's a real, it's a real phenomenon. We usually, yeah. we usually see it with blood pressure. We call it white coat hypertension. But white coat tachycardia, yeah. that's a fast heart rate, tachycardia. Yeah. Could be, uh, could be, definitely we can see that. Well. Although I don't ever wear a white coat, so I don't know why I do that to patients. You sneak up on them? Just mm-hmm. wrap mm-hmm. it on their arm from behind. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I, yeah, I sneak gotcha. up and yell boo and then take their blood yeah. pressure. I don't know what the problem is with my technique. <laughs> <It's> so high. <laughs> well, this has been everyone's uh, medical check-in of the week, I suppose. Yeah, there we go. Sydney, uh, maybe, d- maybe he has uh, Two good kidneys, maybe. 
And I probably have a good heart rate. Probably. Good talk. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Uh, Great job. Don't hold it, kids. If you got to pee, if you have to go potty, stop and go right away. Except for if you're a <laughs> podcaster, which is apparently the, the rule. Yeah. Because then you have to finish your podcast. <laughs> then, then, then go potty right away. Um, you know what'll chill us all out? What's that? <laughs> a smooth boat ride <laughs> down the creek. Who's oh Creek? <laughs> Who's Creek? Dawson's Creek, of oh. course. I'm so excited to talk about Dawson's Creek. Uh, you know, it's weird. I I have a love for Dawson's Creek that does not stem really from my teenage years. Mm-hmm. I came to Dawson's Creek almost before, like at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, I started watching it, I think, around the last season. Mm-hmm. Like I started back from the beginning because one of our cousins had taped every episode on VHS. Oh. And so I had a giant plastic tub <laughs> of VHS tapes of all of Dawson's Creek. And I had a tiny TV. How <laughs> very I, early with, 2000s. I know. And I would pop my my VHS tape into it. was one of those TVs that had the VHS mm-hmm. player in it. And so I would pop my VHS tape into my tiny TV and watch my episodes of Dawson's Creek one by one by oh. one. There you go. <laughs> wow. Uh, but I loved it. I don't know why. I was going to ask why. Yeah. You, what Can you can you make some, some guesses? What was the appeal to you? You know, I think it, it. whenever I start to try to understand, like, explain or understand myself why I like Dawson's Creek, it's the same <laughs> problem I have when I try to explain why I like Archie Comics. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like Justin said he read it Archie what's a wit I mean it's not funny <laughs> and I'm like no it's very often not um it's not <laughs> it's pleasant <laughs> it's it's the same way I feel about Archie's uh except I understand that they're not funny and also sometimes not even like super pleasant they just kind of exist and I just have so many that you've left behind I'm like I <laughs> I guess I gotta like these now because we have so many of them. It's something, it's like um, things like Archie and like Dawson's Creek. And I mean this, by the way, with all of the affection in the world. I do not mean this in a negative way, although I realize it's going to sound that way. I I think sometimes they fill the same space as like buttered noodles. <laughs> like, you know, when you were a kid and you just wanted a big plate of noodles with butter and salt. Yeah. And it's like, it's not particularly anything. Yeah. But you're going to eat it. And now when you see kids with him now, you're like, well, I want more than that. But also like, man, buttered noodles are good. Buttered noodles are good. I mean, they're yeah. just, they are exactly what they are. There, There's no, there's nothing like extraordinary in any direction, but you just want to keep eating them. Yeah. It, it's very low stakes engagement. Yeah. <laughs> it's like playing Animal Crossing. It's like, this is just, there's no consequences to my actions. This is just a very pleasant experience. I, you know, if, if, but if that was the layer over top of Animal Crossing where your neighbors just cheat on each other all the time and like have, have wistful feelings for one another. <laughs> your way of getting back and forth between your uh, friends' houses is just a quick little robot, robot, robot ride. Robot ride. ride to the wrong side of the creek. Dun, dun, dun. So I think if you live along like a fancy, I think if you, like creek, it's not a creek. It's like a nice like lake or something that they live along. I don't know, but uh, I mean, we live close to the Ohio River. Is that? It's a river. That's yeah. that's, that's a river. <laughs> like we have creeks. 
I think they're not like that. I mean, that's bigger than a creek. Definitely what they're on at the show is definitely I, bigger than a creek. Yeah. I think if you have waterfront property, in most cases, there's not a wrong side of it. How about that? <laughs> well, that's that's, I mean, that's the that's the big problem, right? Like, so, Joey, OK, if you're not familiar with Dawson's Creek. Oh, good. Here we go. Uh, yes, it's a it's a teen. Out. It's a teen drama. Drama is a loosely used word here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a teen show about uh, Dawson, the titular character, Dawson Leary, who uh, is he's what I don't even I'm trying to explain Dawson. Dawson. He a, loves film. I was going to say a film guy. He he's obsessed himself, with Steven. Sp- huh? Yeah, I was say he sees himself the next Steven Spielberg. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Obsessed with Steven Spielberg. Uh, kind of views his whole life in terms of movies and film and the supporting characters in his life, which I think is very much how he tends to view things. Yeah. Yes. Which they do like challenge as the show goes on, but are his best friend, Pacey Witter, who's like the the guy who messes up. He's like quirky and funny. Also and the the man of Sydney's dreams, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Justin has a shirt that is identical to one of the shirts Pacey wears on the show. Really? Yes. The first time Justin wore it, I was like, oh, it's a Pacey shirt. I, I um, chose right. <laughs> I did it. I chose Pacey. Uh, and then there is the girl, Joey, Joey yes. Potter, who lives on the wrong side of the creek. Uh, and her and Dawson have been best friends since they were teeny children. And then, of course, they become teenagers and lovey feelings develop hormones hormones and then the other the to complete the the core foursome because you always have to have two men and two women i think it's mm-hmm. just like rts you just have to have two guys yeah. two girls to complete them uh you introduce jen mm-hmm. jen lenley who uh comes from new york Ooh. Ooh. the big city mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, shows up in the first episode, kind of like your blonde bombshell, to disrupt this quaint little love relationship thing that, that is blossoming between Joey and Dawson. Yes, uh, because Im- immediately it's like it's man. I love those. Do they still do that in movies where you have the scene where like <laughs> the most beautiful character? steps out of a car and like time stops yeah, and they slow walk motion. slowly yeah. and her floral all her dress her yeah. floral laura ashley dress is blowing in the wind <laughs> i was gonna say because that that's that scene cracked me up because i get the presentation is oh no here comes the sexy one but she's wearing like <laughs> a like a, a very like cute cardigan like yeah i was gonna say she has on like a tiny yellow cardigan too yeah and she's kind of got like a like kind of like a a heavy gait to her walk like it's not like a ooh, you it's like no just here's here's a chick okay jen Jen really develops into that character because jen you know it's funny you mentioned her walk i jen has that throughout the whole series and i love her walk don't get me wrong (laughs) no i like it too i appreciated it because it really undercut this idea um and they do that. They do that throughout the series, where like Jen is introduced as like uh, the hot, sexy girl from New York who's going to steal Joey's man. Mm-hmm. But pretty quickly, you realize like, no, Jen. Jen is just Jen and has very little interest in any of that. Yeah, in wow. any of this weird drama that's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like even like the premise on why she moves there. If I'm not wrong, it's because her her grandfather is dying and her grandmother will be otherwise alone. So is that, that's pretty much the that reason, is, right? 
that is why uh, her grandmother wants her to come help her. Yes, but also Jen was getting into trouble. Oh, okay, sort of. A, it's sort of a Fresh Prince of Bel Air kind of thing. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, like Jen. <laughs> Jen was. Jen is. Uh, is having a lot of um, sexual relationships. She is dabbling in drugs and alcohol. She is partying. She is part of like the New York party scene. Yeah, you know and that, Taylor, the New York trouble the, party scene. So you come to New York City to, to get troubled or be troubled. And then, you know, at some point we do our time and we all leave for a quiet <laughs> Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Side. So she gets sent to Cape Side because her parents think she's heading down a dangerous path Mm -hmm. and her grandmother needs help. And so it's like, this is a good time. And also, Gran is introduced in the beginning as an incredibly kind of uptight, conservative, uh, deeply religious character who is supposed to, like, straighten out Jen. Yeah. Like, you know, take her to church and get her right with the Lord. That is very much the impression you get at first which i did um, i really enjoyed one of the first confrontations between graham and jen is when jen announces that jen is an atheist and graham yeah. just needs to accept that you know and it's like oh dun 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 atheist it was just like oh right this is the 90s that was still that was still controversial i guess for a yeah. lot of you know i don't know they, i guess in a lot it, of ways it still is now but it seemed very dated <laughs> it does yeah. it does and it, it's funny if you keep watching Jen, as I was rewatching it, it occurred to me, Jen, at least twice, dates guys and the whole, like, conflict is that they are uh, very religious and (laughs) she is an atheist as she, she has to, like, they have her character say that many times throughout the series. Even from, like, the very first episode. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And, like... The, you know, the thing is, they make Jen declare her atheism constantly throughout the series. But other than Graham's, nobody's going to church. Yeah. None of the characters ever go to church. Yeah. That I can think of. Heck, I can, the marriages happen on this show. None of them in <laughs> churches. <laughs> There's a creek right there to get married next to. <laughs> yeah, why would you get married in a church if you get married on the creek? It seems like for all these big, beautiful houses these people have, they are rarely inside. They don't. Yes, they don't yeah. do a lot of inside time in this cape. <laughs> Lots of outside time. It's and it, it, you know, I think I think and I think we should say straight off the bat, like it is a show that is quite lacking in diversity. Oh yeah, for it's sure. Very which, white. Yes, it is a very white show, and it it uh it at that time a lot of shows you could level that criticism at you easily. Um, not representative of most places in in America. I mean, yeah, we've talked about Friends. Friends is the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is even more like striking because it's set in New York. In New York, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not a diverse show. And they do like they play with this idea that Joey Potter lives on the wrong side of the creek, and they give her like this kind of like more like harder backstory to like Dawson, who's got this like perfect little life yeah and then you've got joey who lives with her older sister bessie who i think is the series starts is pregnant yeah uh her husband Bodie is away i forget why he's not there he's there and not he he works out of town or something and so he's not always there he's there from the first episode yeah he's there oh because yeah. he, he gives them macaroni to try Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Well, as the series goes on, Bodhi like is in and out. He's like there yeah. and not a lot. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, <laughs> their dad, well, their mom died when they were little, and their dad is in jail for something drug related. I swear, the first episode, I, I just watched it yesterday, and I think the phrase she uses is like, conspiracy to traffic marijuana i want to say is what she says because i remember hearing it pausing and going hold on wait a minute he was what he was just like sitting next to a cop he didn't know it was a cop on a bench he's like man i'd like to sell some marijuana one day and the cop was like ha ha gotcha you're going to gotcha um so 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 joey joey and bessie have to they have to like raise themselves well bessie's grown up but like so they've got to they've got to have their own life here and it's also i think it's also supposed to be that since uh bodhi is black that mm-hmm. is part of like the the backstory for joey and bessie and why they are considered outsiders with the rest of the cape side yeah. society or whatever because right from the get-go grand thinks that's not okay yeah um but but they still have a very nice lovely creekside home yeah that later in the series by the way they convert into a bed and breakfast i would stay there yeah. So, I mean, it's got to be substantial and roomy. They yeah. convert it into a and b Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's just one bedroom for one guest at a time. <laughs> I mean, it's I- never... It's They have that full house thing going on where you can never really tell how many rooms or where everyone is yeah. in it. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if just everybody... Know these somewhere. If everybody lives in mansions around you, then having, like, a good-sized home, it's like, oh, no, you're from the wrong side of the creek. <laughs> I just can't get over wrong side of the creek. I know. I just. Well, I, I it's, love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so. OK, I'm trying to I'm trying to I still don't think I've explained why. OK, I really liked, first of all, one of the number one criticisms that people always leveled at the show is the way the teenagers talk to each other. Yeah, because they're like hyperverbal. I would agree with that. Um, that their vocabularies are not reflective of what we assumed the typical team vocabulary was. Their references are wild. Not just like, I mean, with, with Dawson, it's a lot of film reference, which you can buy because his character is supposed to have this deep love of film. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of them are constantly referencing like philosophy and like religious texts and historical ideas and and poems and Mm -hmm. things that you don't expect a group of 15 year olds who are like hanging out right next to the creek (laughs) yeah to like be able to just randomly throw into conversations yeah and so i think even though that is why a lot of the critics were like what is this who is this for i was like Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have friends like that. Yeah. I could make philosophical references and, and have long, introspective conversations. I would like to go to there. I well, would fit right in at this creek. I would love this. I would I would just watch Dawson's Creek and have conversations with them. Like, just pause it and be like, well, let me let me stop you right there, Dawson. Here are my thoughts on Nietzsche. So, oh, I can see you doing that, too. Yeah. I, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't really do that. Maybe just sometimes. <laughs> but we all I don't know. You can't deny it. Yeah. I don't think I'm alone, though, in in that what that was talking about is teenagers aren't what we assume they are. They have other things going on. Mm-hmm. And that kind of conceit, I think, ha- however it manifests, can be a very powerful thing in a show when you're younger to say, like, hey, you see me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you you see that like not all of us are into the same things and some of us are all of us are thinking about life and like serious things and worried about things and have real life problems and it and any show that spoke to that I think was very nice as opposed to like the previous idea about teenagers which is I don't know they're all thinking about skateboards and pizza. Sure. Wait, I mean, that not... one's more accurate, but yeah. <laughs> I was only thinking about skateboards and pizza. I don't know. Did I do <laughs> it wrong? No, that's fine. I mean, but the some last of few us... months of teen brain, I'm just letting you know that's that's all I think about. Yeah. Some of us weren't just thinking about skateboards and pizza, is all I'm saying. So you needed a more sophisticated show, like yeah, Dawson's no. Creek. I, I understand, because that's the thing. It's like, there's the dissonance of like, I, I do not remember any any of us talking like that, but I do think we felt those things, and we just couldn't quite verbalize them, and we definitely didn't have the nerve to say them. So there's a bit of that fantasy element of like, teens that are eloquently saying all of the things that you felt, but didn't have the, the guts to say out loud. Yes. I do think I think they handled some things um, some I mean, obviously, it is of its time and there are problems. I'm the first I, I think we can all tell from watching it now, like there are lots of problems with it, mm-hmm. aside from the utter lack of diversity. Um, right off the bat, Pacey is sleeping with his teacher. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that storyline was really disturbing to me. Yes. Yeah. And when you say right off the bat, you mean from the first episode. Yes. Of the whole series. Yes. Yeah. And, he, uh, and he is 15. Yeah. They're sophomores in high school. Yeah. And she is 35. Yes. So, so right oh. from the beginning, <laughs> there are problems. Again, another thing that, like, thank God has evolved over time is the idea that, like, no, it's not okay if it's a male student and a female teacher. Right. That doesn't make it okay. Like, yeah. this is still... Because I was going to say, Pretty Little Liars did start out... It was a teen drama series I watched in, like, middle school and high school. It did start out with one of the teen girls in a relationship with her male teacher. Really? Yes. I was going to make this correlation because I thought that was fascinating. It's like, oh, this was a storyline from the beginning of this series that started airing in 1998. And this was also a plot line from a series that started airing in, like, 2013, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And... I, I I had to remind myself what era this was made in because I'm like surely this is going to advance to like a court case like storyline right and then this woman who took advantage of this very very young boy is going to serve time for this right that is going to be the way this takes it oh no they're just going to like no. just oh like oh it's tragic no. that it cannot be and and that uh, okay well <laughs> like they're star crossed lovers yeah. it's like no <laughs> yeah I well and I think that again. In that time period, like, Riley, this probably wouldn't shock you to hear, there was that argument, like, well, but if it's a male student, he probably was into it, so it's fine. As if, like, that excuses, like, well, no, I mean, it's statutory rape. Yeah. So, that obviously is a problem with the show. Uh, And then, the other thing I think is interesting that I, I feel like as the series evolved and culture moved forward they tried to deal with is early on in the show Pacey Pacey's older brother Doug is a police officer and the two of them are constantly butting heads because Pacey is kind of the screw up Mm -hmm. and his brother thinks he needs to like fall in line and Pacey is always the way that he torments his older brother is by largely calling him like closeted and insinuating that he's gay. Mm-hmm. And 
early on, I, that really like every time you hear that, it's kind of like, ugh, like yeah, it's just so gross and bad because it feels like it's an insult. Yeah. I'm calling you this as a way to be mean. And it was also beyond that way. That's just like people used to use that word as an insult. It was all the way to like this is true about you and I'm making fun of you because this is also your personality and also using it against you as an insult. Well, and like going through, like it shows him like at his apartment, like going through his records Mm -hmm. and being like, Judy Garland, come on, Doug, really? Like, yeah, uh, like it's very clear. (laughs) I mean, like really, it's very clear. Like he's, and the way the series tries to, I think make up for that later is by actually making Doug gay. Yeah. Like, Yes, this is a gay character. <laughs> sure. And he has been, he has not come out to anyone. And Pacey may have known it because it was his brother and he knew his brother and like have mm-hmm. known it. But he he didn't know it because Doug ever told him or right. anything like that. Um, and I feel like that that was their way of like, that was their mea culpa. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's not, that's not enough in my book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because when you say to the end, you mean like the very last episode. The last like episode is the when last you find few out. Seasons or last few episodes, like he gets this arc of like, you know, discovering you know his identity and not being ashamed of it, and you know. But no, it's the very last episode. Yes, <laughs> I, the very last episode. I'm realizing that it, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Did the exact same thing with the character <laughs> that they were always making fun of uh, for being gay, and yet apparently they handled it with more eloquence. <laughs> Dawson's Creek because you actually get a development arc for, for that character. Okay. Well, all right. Well, they try. I mean, they just, the problem is it's not a bad arc if they didn't try to cram it into the last episode mm-hmm. um, because what, what Doug is dealing with is he's older than the other characters. He feels like, I mean, even, so, okay, Jack, who's the other, that's the other character I wanted to talk about. Jack McPhee, uh, Jack and Andy McPhee joined the show season two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Um, uh, brother and sister move to town. Andy uh, immediately becomes like a love interest with Pacey, and like that's part of his arc because Andy is super smart and driven and motivated, and like helps Pacey Mm -hmm. like do better in school and care about things. And then you also get into actually a really interesting uh, mental health storyline with Andy Mm -hmm. because Andy is has bipolar disorder and goes off of her medications at some point and you mm-hmm. see that she has like a manic episode and and it's it's all that's all of, i think a, a, a good plot line jack's plot line is when he first joins the show it's like a uh it's a romantic rival for joey's attention mm-hmm. because dawson and joey are having this like moment where joey loves dawson dawson loves jen dawson realizes he loves joey but then in a whole plot line where Dawson ends up getting Joey's dad put back in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Because because Joey's dad burns down their restaurant for the insurance money. (laughs) I just can't with these teen shows that every single episode is like, if you didn't think it could get any wilder, hold on. So... Jack joins the show at this moment where like Joey like Dawson is finally realizing like the depth of his love for Joey and Joey's like I can't with you right now you just got my dad put back in jail yeah I'm so mad at you (laughs) and so like she starts to fall for Jack and they date for a while Mm -hmm. and then 
there's this I think I think they do it I think it's pre- it's especially for the time period kind of well handled where Jack stands up in class to read a poem there's this really, like really awful mean teacher mm-hmm. who forces Jack to stand up in class and read this poem in which he speaks about kind of a nameless male figure mm-hmm. in a way that indicates he's attracted to them yeah and the entire school goes wild I, yeah like oh my god jack mcphee is gay and he's dating joey but he's secretly gay and he read this poem can you believe it i mm-hmm. did find that that element was a little funny to me just like the thought that like oh no if you look inside yourself you might find gay like like he just was like i mean yeah i have to but he's like oh i have to write this poem and i don't know and dawson's like just you know talk about your truth and he's like okay and he's like it just came out i don't know where it came from oh no the gay leaked out it's like i feel like i don't know everybody's queer experience obviously everybody's different but you kind of like know like for a long time you're like maybe yeah, yeah. Probably. It's not just like you just have a, I don't know, I, maybe some people have an aha moment, but I really like that idea of like, maybe, oh no, like, yeah, it manifested. You get, you get possessed by the, the secret gay inside yeah. and then it just starts writing a poem and you're not even moving your hand. It's like, ah, whoa. That, now, that's going to make more young men afraid of expressing their feelings because what if they express their feelings and their feelings are gay? No. <laughs> now he... He kind of, I will say, as the series goes on and Jack continues to, like, deal with this, Mm -hmm. like, find how he's going to, like, be out and be okay with that and, like, figure things out for himself. Because it really does portray it as, like, a journey for him Mm -hmm. to figure it all out. Uh, He talks a lot about, the a lot of the conflict comes from his father. So Jack and Andy's thing is that their mother also has we think bipolar disorder, it's not really clear, but mm-hmm. some sort of diagnosis for which she's been hospitalized and has a lot of difficulty like helping with day-to-day life stuff. Mm-hmm. And so largely Jack and Andy care for her. Mm-hmm. Um, their father works in the city and is never around. Okay. So, and they're all very wealthy. That's their thing. Yeah. Um, Everybody is. They had an older brother Tim, who was like the star of the family, who mm-hmm. died in some sort of accident previously, of course, and right. the and that kind of destroyed the whole family. And Jack has always felt like he, his dad, didn't love his him as much, and so he has to be the son now. That his brothers no, this is why, and he talks yeah. about this like, and he knew his dad would not be cool with him being gay, right? And so he like didn't want to acknowledge that part of him for so long because it he knew that it would be the final thing that would mean he'd let his dad down yeah which i think is a very like realistic to some experiences understandable yes like self-realization arc in terms of sexuality and even andy voices like she's not thrilled with the idea yeah yeah that because it's of the core cast. The only person that's really like, okay, whatever is Pacey. <laughs> like, I also think that's him. part yeah. of, well, and I, I mean, I think that's part of like the show trying to make up for the early, like Pacey quietly gay bashing mm-hmm. throughout, his like his brother. Yeah. I think that's part of his supposed to be his redemption is like the only one who stands up for Jack. The only one who is just by his side is Pacey. Now, Joey comes around, but obviously there's this moment of like, oh we're dating but you oh yeah <laughs> so it's not immediate <laughs> yeah um although she does come around pretty quickly but like 
Pacey's the one who is from the jump, like, so who cares? Okay. Which I think makes it somewhat, I mean, you could read into that more and be like, okay, so he's always been accepting and, and loved his brother, maybe, and he's just, like, you know, trying to... Sure. I don't know, mess with him, but in an awful way, I don't know. But it makes you think that maybe in some way inside Pacey, he's always, you know, accepted yeah. his brother, maybe. Uh, this led to, eventually, the first on-screen, primetime, male, gay male kiss. Wow. This show. Dawson's Creek. Wow. Oh, is that... What uh, episode is that in? Is that one of the ones you gave us? No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, it was. In True Love. Okay, yeah. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. When When Jack first kisses... One ever? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Jack kisses yeah. Ethan, I think is his name. They don't end up together, but... It was a huge. Wow. It was a huge deal for the character. It was yeah. a huge deal for TV. Yeah. Um, Which again are all these things that are like you know uh, achievements for some kinds of diversity in this show, in the context of the fact that the show ran from 1998 to 2003. Mm-hmm. But looking back now, you can see all the still issues that exist. Sure, sure. But it was it was definitely a big deal, especially for a teen show. Mm-hmm. Um. To show that was a big deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was that. So that was in one of my that was in one of my favorite episodes. I love the episode where Jack comes out. I think that those two episodes together, it's a two part. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, again, I think for the time they handle it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, not perfectly right. by any stretch, but they handle it pretty well. Um, the the episode True Love, where Pacey and Joey sail away together on a boat for a summer you know like you do sometime when you're 16 yeah i was just i did that when i was 16. yeah yeah because you know she and comes the, she makes a decision all at once and then like meets him at the dock right before he's leaving it's like i'm going with you and that that's great and in my mind i just was thinking but your clothes clothing you need clothes mm-hmm. but then they at least they have a line of writing in there where she's like oh, what about clothes and he's like who knows we'll get him somewhere so I, at least they resolve that because that's the kind of stuff that i can't stop thinking about when i watch Uh me too she she also abandons bessie at the Mm b&b like they've spent the whole season establishing this b&b like uh pacey helps them build it and get it all set up and all this and then she's like good luck bye (laughs) boat life good luck i'm going off on a boat i'm a teenager and me and this other teenager are going to sail away on a boat for the entire summer which is why sydney was Mm -hmm. in love with Pacey, right? right? He built, I mean, he restored this whole boat boat and then they sailed away together. You just wanted a boat summer with Pacey. He buys her a wall. (laughs) He buys her a wall. A wall? Yeah, to paint on? uh Uh-huh. For her to express (laughs) herself on. He he believes so much in her art that he buys her a wall down, well, he rents her a wall downtown so that she can paint on a wall and express herself to the whole city. The thing about Dawson's Creek (laughs) So romantic. From the very first episode, which when I watched the first episode, I was very intently watching like, okay, I need to get all these like beginning plot points and like characters and their their personalities so I can like understand the show better. But, it, it, you know, in every pilot of a, an episode, they throw in those plot points that they don't fully explain so that you want to keep watching. Dawson's Creek is like every two minutes. They're like, all right, what else can we what else can we fit in here? And it does that every episode is the thing, not just the not just the pilot episode. So there's it's, just so much going on with everyone all the time. I, J- Justin likes to focus on Dawson's parents a lot, um, which they do have a lovely arc in the series, I will say. But 
I mean, it starts out with, you know, Gail is cheating on Mitch and then they, they get, get divorced, divorced for a little bit and little then they bit. get back together and then they have a baby and then Mitch dies in a tragic ice cream accident. Wait, what? <laughs> he, he's driving his car and he's eating ice cream and the scoop of ice cream falls off the cone and he reaches down into the floor of the passenger seat to scoop to pick the ice cream off the floor and he drives headfirst into a truck. Sorry, but you know sad. that's something our dad would do. It's very oh, sad. No. Anytime it's we're eating ice thing. cream in the car now, Justin says, don't pull a Michelin. Um <laughs> It's very sad. It's very tragic uh, because they had this lovely little story. But in the background of the early seasons, Mitch is designing his restaurant. Yes. And it appears to be a scuba themed restaurant. Yes. <laughs> in, in which people are actually wearing like old fashioned, big like helmets. big scuba helmets. Yeah. Justin is obsessed with this. Like, what is this restaurant that Mitch Leary is designing? It, it never comes to fruition, though, right? Leary's Fresh Fish. Oh. By the end of the show, it is. It is a restaurant. Is it scuba themed appropriately? It's fish. (laughs) Fish are are nature's scuba divers. I love you went to med school. You know there's a difference between scuba divers and fish. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's I mean it's a fish place, but that's about it. Yeah. Um They they also I do love at the end, they signify in the time hop that they're all adults now because they drink. That's how you know they're all grown ups. Right. They're all drinking. And some of them drink beer. Most of them drink wine. And I I just, at some point, look at the wine that all the characters are drinking. It is a color that, and Taylor, you know alcohol better than me. And maybe there is a wine that is this color. But I don't think any wine is this strange, pinkish, reddish. I've never seen it. So clear. I've never seen a... It's not a rosé. I don't know what it is. But it's like... It's wine in the loosest sense. So it's just water they put... It sounds like Boone's Farm. Very clear. Uh, It it does. (laughs) It looks like they're all just like... Sitting around like... Adult drinking (laughs) casual sip of Boone's Farm... From this (laughs) wine glass. It's so wild. Like they all are. And I'm like... Why don't they have... Just... It's like they're grown-ups. That one's drinking a beer. Can't they just have an actual wine? I feel like that... I don't know. I notice that a lot in movies where wine doesn't film right or else they're just using something and thinking it's fine, you know, like it'll show up right. And they don't bother to, to fix it, to like use something that works. Because I don't really know, like maybe wine on camera looks thinner or looks different, how, how light passes through it. But I do wish yeah, people true. paid attention to those details more. Because also one of those things that once it's on the screen, I'm like, well, that's where my attention is. People right. might be talking, buildings might be exploding. I'm looking at the weird colored wine or the dirty martini yeah. that's clear or whatever. Like I can't I can't look away. <laughs> there are um there are other reasons to watch the show the rest of the way through. Uh Joey has a really hot professor for a while and there's when she makes it to college, there's Scandal. tension there. Yeah. Uh sh- her roommate in college, Audrey Busy Phillips. Mm-hmm. is hilarious and fantastic and like is the only it, she becomes the voice of the audience after a <laughs> while like basically saying what is the deal with you people like why are you all <laughs> brooding and sad and like what do you have to worry about like it's very nice to have her yeah. on the show she's she's very funny um and different from any of the other characters and uh i also will say like jen is never given I mean, Michelle Williams is a fantastic actor. Yeah. And 
uh, her character, I don't think, is ever given enough mm-hmm. through the show. She's really, I, I always felt like at the end, which I guess it ruins, this is a spoiler, but. Spoiler. Uh, Jen dies in the end. And I always thought that was kind of unfair because it's really like, it's a sacrifice, I feel like, of the plot in, in service to the big storyline which is who will joey choose what? dawson mm-hmm. or pacey which is unfortunate yeah, like i i was reading about that man that i guess the director said that they that the one thing that the group hadn't encountered was like a loss of one of their own and so that was really important just you know to kind of i guess check the boxes on, on their education into into adulthood and so that's that was the driving force to like get joey to make up her mind but which it's just it's like i mean i guess if you're if you're fridging a female character in service of another female character's development, it's better. I don't like it. I still like it. <laughs> Never gonna like yeah, it. Yeah, but it's it's still like that classic trope that still happens in TV shows and movies that a female's storyline ends when she chooses a male that she will be yeah. with romantically. And I we we've talked about Crazy Ex Girlfriend before. Like that's a show that was one of the first that ever was like actually. That's not an end for a female. You can have a life and romance can be a part of it, but your life doesn't end when you choose a male to settle down with. And and the other characters don't. I mean, to some extent, Jack gets that happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, I don't know. Is that a spoiler? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Jack and Doug end up together. And it's, I don't know. I think it's one of the cutest scenes in the finale but in some ways it also like we had two gay characters so we put them together no it very much is no it very much is and uh but like jen does not i do not think she gets a fair ending because she she has had a child and she has a very young baby Mm -hmm. and then she's dying and it's very it's all very like we've done all we needed to do with your character. I don't, it's, I think it is, I think that is the one thing where I was, when I was younger, I was such like a Joey fan Mm -hmm. that I, I didn't connect with Jen as an adult rewatching it. Like Jen had a lot figured out. Mm -hmm. The other characters didn't from the get go. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for the arc that character got. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Um, Uh, And then why don't I guess we're not, we're not getting too deep into the spoilers, but, uh, the I guess Dawson Dawson gets his his chosen end, which he does, he's not with anybody, mm-hmm. right? Oh, don't answer <gasps> ah, me! Right, no! right, right. Okay, <laughs> all right. I got genuinely into Dawson's Creek. Everyone, I started watching and I didn't stop watching until I had to go to sleep. Okay, um, and and it's okay. It's Never okay. Mind. You know, I was hoping Joey ended up with Pacey, anyways. Dawson. And I kind of knew that was going to happen. I didn't think they'd put Joey with Dawson. I figured Dawson's happy ending was like he did his movie, right? He, he has a meeting with Spielberg the next okay. morning. That's, that's his. That's the, yeah. yeah. Um, that's his happy ending. That's his happy ending. Sure. Well, but again, it's kind of what we're talking about because he's a male character. So, so he, he gets, gets a career. Yeah, he gets a career as a happy ending. Sure. I mean, that, that's, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I hate that that cliche happens, but also I just couldn't, I don't know, you said you think you said he gets better and he deals with he has some development but man i really from the jump i was like ah it's called dawson's creek and i just hate dawson (laughs) 
<laughs> Why can't this be someone else's like, creed? This, this I know. is the quintessential like guy that's never been told no or questioned. Mm-hmm. He gets to talk until his sentences are done and then have some moments of silence where everyone's supposed to consider how intelligent they are before anyone starts talking. He he yeah. gets um he gets beaten down a little bit after after his dad dies and then like his his foray in film school is not going as well as he thought it would like things things get harder for him and his character gets to develop when things get harder um and and it introduces some other cool characters because of that but um yeah it it, he definitely it's not he's not as cringy as things go on it's good uh but um yeah so that's that's dawson's creek that's Dawson's Creek. Overall, I, I genuinely did start watching it. And I was like, I, I kind of want to keep watching it. Because, yes, it's one of those cringy, overdramatic teen shows. But it's kind of mindless sometimes, which so, is nice. Grams gets better. Oh, that's good. Not only does Grams uh, turn around and that later she... Because Grams starts to date later after mm-hmm. her husband passes away. Later on, mm-hmm. she dates. And one of her suitors is black. So wow, that changes. Okay, and then which again I think is the show being like, oops, we made sorry. Graham's racist in the first season. Yes, and then like I, very racist. Yeah, and then uh, when Jack comes out, Graham's is like fine with it. Wow, super supportive. Um, they made up for how awful they made her character by just making her like the most accepting. They make her. They make her like she's still very religious, but she's very accepting and loving. And actually, when Jack. Jack and Jen become like besties mm-hmm. as the series goes on. And when Jack and Jen go away to college together, they bring Grams with them. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you, you bring your you bring your Graham Graham to college. Bring, yeah. It's it's kind of yep. she's like she becomes like that's very cute. The adult that because a lot of the other adults just like disappear. Right. And she gets to stay. That so always like, happens in teen yeah. dramas. It's like, where are the no adults parents. ever? <laughs> no well, parents. That was actually I was reading. That was actually why Mitch Leary's character ended up getting killed off is because the actor who, by the way, used to be the Flash? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. When when he when he found out like they're going away to college and like we're just here, he was like, I don't have time for this. I don't want to do <laughs> just this. Just kill anymore. me off or something. I, I'm I'm kind of done oh, with this whole yeah. thing. <laughs> so that makes sense. please get rid of me now. Yeah. Um, which I I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. I I think it's interesting that you kind of witness in the in the show itself a bit mm-hmm. of a a. a cultural like awakening or or an attempt at actually being more Mm -hmm. sensitive and more aware of itself because it started in the 90s and it was like oh this is fine right every other scene is like homophobic or racist and it's very white and then it's like oh okay we're people don't like this we have to change things but they Mm -hmm. did you know they didn't just double down like uh, some shows friends no no they definitely tried to change with it yeah like friends yeah no, they definitely tried to change with it and, and improve and fix things. And they got some stuff very wrong. Mm-hmm. They got some things, I think, pretty Good. well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but at, at the end of the day, I still think it's like it's fluffy and enjoyable sometimes. It is just one of those things you can turn on the back and some things mm-hmm. like, man, that's just unrealistic and wild. But also like. No, I kind of want to keep watching. Hey, yeah, everybody gets to have some butter noodles every now and then. Yeah, there we go. There you go. If you need some buttered noodles, they're all on Hulu. <laughs> Taylor, what's up next? Uh, yeah. So up next, uh, I want to go with a movie. Um, I want to talk about Edward Scissorhands. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. that's course, good. Directed by Tim Burton, came out in 1990. Um, sort of quintessential young, spooky people viewing in my generation. <laughs> I identified as a young spooky person, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm very excited. I, th- I think I think Charlie can handle it. We'll watch it with yeah. Charlie. It's been Not a while Cooper. since I've watched it. I was too young. I got freaked out the first time. Yeah. I'll be better now. Well, we'll we will do that for next week. Thank you both for indulging me. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'll never make you watch Dawson's no, Creek No, I mean... Again. I'll just choose to watch Dawson's Creek I now. think I would watch more of it. Like, just on the, on the background yeah. while I'm drawing. I like to find things that I can mm-hmm. kind of focus on, but yeah. don't have to focus on too much. And that's... That's good. So, Riley, apparently you're going to yeah. watch it all now. This is your thing. Yeah. I, it might happen the next week we come to record and I've watched all of it. You never know. <laughs> Stick in there for Busy Phillips. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you all. Thank you again uh, to Fanti for uh, yes, allowing us you, to drop their, drop their episode last week. Um, we really appreciated them giving us the opportunity to do that and to share that with our, mm-hmm. with our audience as well. Um, thank you listeners. Uh, I hope everybody out there is, um, staying safe, staying healthy, um, taking care of yourself and others. Um, maximumfun.org has a lot of wonderful shows that you would enjoy, uh, in, in the downtime you have right now when, when you need a break. Um, you can tweet at us at still buff. You can email us at still buffering at maximumfun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, baby changed mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am, am too. But the one on Hulu doesn't have that song. I know. It's different. They, they didn't have the, I don't think they had the rights. Yeah. The, the, the only time they play it is the series finale. So you just got to watch the whole thing. Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan Time is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? Ew, to- We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fanti, Maximum Fun, podcast. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.